the question really is, what is the first step to unlocking your inner potential? It's listening to yourself. And then once you're able to listen to yourself, trust yourself and follow through what your gut is telling you to do because you don't know where it's going to go. You can sit there all you want and assume or project where you think it could go and, and come up with excuses as to why you shouldn't do something because you think it's going to end up here, here, and here when the reality, reality is you don't know. Listen to yourself, trust yourself, and then take action on what your gut is telling you to do. And then from there, put the best intentions forward and always, always, always lead with kindness, lead with positivity, lead with loyalty, and lead with morals and genuine positive intentions. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to It's the Bearded Man podcast with your favorite, the world's favorite bearded man, Bob Bay. Today, special guest, he started broadcasting his own show from his parents' basement at the age of 14 in his hometown of Wayne, New Jersey. In the past decade, he's interviewed people such as Justin Bieber, Kendall and Kylie Jenner, Lady Gaga, Ariana Grande, Billie Eilish, just to name a few. One of the most vibrant and positive energies I've come across in the interview space today on the podcast, Zach Sang. That was really nice. And the truth is, real recognizes real, positive recognizes positive, so coming from you, it is a real compliment. Thank you for having me. It's an absolute honor. And your beard is really in, in top <laughs> condition. I mean, it is so perfect. It, it really, it, it draws me in. It's just the way it's shaped and how crisp. Yes. And, and like it's, speaking my language, brother. It, it's rounded, yet yes. sharp, you know? Yes. You know, um... Uh, you know, with claiming to be the world's favorite bearded man, mm. with having a podcast titled It's the Bearded Man, this has become my greatest asset. And uh, people are always like, how do you do it? I, I just tell them, you got to find a great barber. Yeah. I see him every two weeks. He gives got me a haircut, it. trims it up. And uh, Is there care involved? Uh, not much care other than the barber cleaning it up. I sh- when I shower, I shampoo it, and that's about it. But okay. other than that... Same shampoo that goes on your head goes on your face? Yep, same one. Nothing special. I th- and when the time's right, and you know, um, I got big followers, and there's a brand... Bo- like a, yeah, baby. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start a, a line. Yeah, there like, should be care. Yeah. You, you, I would... If, looking at your beard... Totally. If I was blessed with the ability to grow any sort of facial hair <laughs> that wasn't the patchy uncomfortableness that comes through my face Mm. i would look at your beard and be like i need my beard to look like this (laughs) really truly i wish i had the ability to grow facial hair because it is a sign of strength Mm. and wisdom and secrets sometimes are kept in people's hair but i i think wisdom is kept in the beard yeah i always joke on these uh on these solo pods that i do and i go uh you know whenever i'm talking about something i'll be like and that's some bearded wisdom. So now it's really it's evolved as the brand. Um, Do you rub your beard, stroke it while you say it? That's actually a good question. I don't. I try not to touch it as much as people probably think because keeps uh, it clean. Keeps it clean. But and also, you oils. don't want to brag. You don't want to brag. You don't. You know, it's yeah. it's it's kind of like the brand, but it's also a joke at the same time because I don't. I you know, I'm I don't like walk around and just think like truthfully like I have the greatest beard in okay. the land. But do, but you do. I do. Just, yeah, we got to keep a secret. But hey, don't don't start flipping the script on me. See how quickly we caught into this podcast, and you're already asking about me. That is not going to happen today. Okay, this podcast is about you, Zach. You've done so many interviews. You do it at the highest level. Thank you're you. 
you inspire me more than you've even realized because you're 27 years young, correct? Yeah. I'm 27 years young. And so it's like when I see you doing at the highest level, which you've been putting in the reps, you've been putting in the time for extreme, like since you were 14, I didn't really start touching this space until I was about 22. You inspire me because I'm like, this is a guy that's the same age as me. He's doing it at the highest level. I know that I can get to to a space where you are at some point in my life you will. as long as I stay consistent. That's what it's about, man. It, like Consistency in relationships mm-hmm. and positivity. If you can be the person who brings... If you can vibrate on just a different frequency than other people in the space and you're running like an interview show like this, Mm. guests will recognize that and understand that. Mm. But you got to give out what you want back. So you have to give out positivity. You have to give out commitment. You have to give out companionship. You have to give out consistency. And really, consistency is the biggest thing. Yeah. Truly, truly, truly. But but also, you know, relationships. But consistency in any form or anything in life, except for it being a bad thing. Totally. You know, you don't want you don't want to consistently rob a bank. Consistently yes. cheat on your loved one. <laughs> yeah, that, that's not good. <laughs> that's not good. But you gotta but, catch up to you. But I do think consistency is uh, huge. And in yeah. what I do every day, in addition to doing interviews, I, I right now do uh, you know two to three long form interviews a week. And then I do five hours of radio, five days a week. Um, at one point, like a couple months ago, we were doing seven days of radio. Uh, six days were five hours. One day was three. Wow. Consistency is everything. Yeah. Because people need to get to know you. People need to understand you. And the way people consume radio is sometimes sporadic. Sometimes it's very in very tiny intervals. So whenever they have that opportunity to catch you, you need to be giving them something that is good enough to make them come back. Totally. And I don't know when somebody's going to listen. So I have to be on my money Yeah. every time. Yeah. And it, it's hard, but I, I do think consistency is in anything is what kind of builds muscle memory and it builds this just basic level of existing. Totally. You know, in your house, in your kitchen before we were, the last time I was here, we were talking with Robbie, who is your roommate and your friend. Who short short is, guy. Yeah, he is a professional athlete, this incredible specimen. And he was talking about, like, you know, how he just has to respond. Like, when you're playing a sport, you just have to respond to something. Mm. You know, you have to get to the point where, like, you don't even think. Yeah. But the only way you get there is by putting in, like, not 10,000 hours, like 20,000 hours. Mm. And it's 20,000 hours of quality, you know? Yeah. So... Yeah, consistency. Consistency in anything and everything, I think, leads to really quality results. Yeah. Um, but I think the key is what you had just said, though, is not knowing which, like, when somebody's going to click in or when somebody's going to yeah. listen. And so I think that allows you to be present and to deliver. Like, I, I treat this conversation today the same as I did for the podcast I did last weekend, as I'll do for the podcast in the future. I want to deliver the highest quality podcast that I can of my career. Even if I had the favorite podcast that I've ever done, and t- you know, two years ago was with this guest, and it was like you know the dream person. I've always. Yeah. It does not matter. What matters is is at this moment in time, wherever I am, or especially here today, March, whatever date it is, I need to deliver the highest quality product because not only do I respect you and your time, I don't know if this is the podcast somebody's going to listen to, but like wow. 
this bearded guy. Like, I don't know, something about his podcast, something about the beard, something about like, the, you know, what he talks about. I kind of like this. Let me go back. And it so could it's, be the conversation that changes your life. Totally. I would be pumped if this is the one that just rocket ships. But you never <laughs> you know. You never know. And you have to trick yourself into believing that this is the one. And if and, it's not this one, it's the next one. And I, I've i told you stories. And I'll, I'll tell a story now. Please. Like, you know, there's been interviews where you don't know that this is going to be the interview that, in some cases, tens of millions of people see. Totally. The most, I mean, not most recent, but... One of the biggest cases in my life, professionally, has been Olivia J. Giulianini. She's the daughter of Lori Laughlin. She's she really is a nice girl, mm. really truly. And I had met her at a party, and she came up to me, and we we got to talking, and she told me she had a palette coming out, and I was like, oh, you know, you know, maybe you'd want to come on my radio show one time. And months go by. I mean, I met her in October, I think, or November, and. I ended up having a free day in April, I think. I think. My timeline could be screwed up. Mm -hmm. But I had a free day. And we were like, who should we have on the show? I was like, oh, this makeup girl whose mom is on, was on Full House. She said she wanted to come on the show. Like, let me DM her. And I DM her. She comes on the show. And I remember, like, it was yesterday because it was raining, which it doesn't rain often in L.A., and I had to go to the IRS office in the middle of the day, Ooh, which is like the worst. Good. In April too, and it's just an absolute madness there. Oh, it was just <laughs> craziness. And I think it was April. I mean, it's all on the internet. Thank mm -hmm. God the, the, the timeline is public. But I remember going to the IRS, rushing back to the studio from their downtown offices to my studio. And we scatter to prepare but I had already prepped the, the day before, so I knew a lot about her. A lot, a lot. I've watched a lot of videos, got to really understand this girl. And she came on the show, and she, we talked about her life and her family and why does she go to college. And she told, I mean, story after story after story about, I mean, everything from how her dad, Massimo Giulianini, who was a fashion designer, you know, lied to his parents and took the money that was supposed to be used for his college education and started a company. I believe that was the story. And then she talked about, you know, why she goes to school and her parents really wanted her so to go she to school. Was, she was at USC at this moment in time when she did the interview. Yes. Wow. Um, yeah, maybe I didn't set it up right, but this girl comes on, we talk about her life and her school and we upload the interview on a Friday and Two or three days later, the news breaks that her mom really was a part of the biggest college bribery scandal of all time. Yeah. And her, along with Felicity Huffman and a bunch of other parents, were being indicted uh, on really what was now we know is like Varsity Blue is yeah. what the, the name of this whole operation. And Olivia Jade came on our show and... I, I don't want to say incriminated herself, but by sharing who she was in her life and what was going on gave so many people a glimpse into the, the what, what what her relationship was, not only with her parents, but also with the educational system and college and mm. what that meant to her in her life and why she was there. And that was an interview. I mean, that will, that has gone on to be in almost every, I'm pretty sure every documentary that documents what happened, 
this whole college admission scandal, it features this interview that we did with her. I just watched the documentary Saturday night. On Netflix. On Netflix. For those listening, called it's literally called Operation Varsity Blue, yeah. the college admission scandal. I clicked into it because I've obviously heard about it. We already had this podcast locked in for today, uh, and I'm watching it, and there it is. Zach Sang. I'm like, Zach Sang show? What, what are the odds of this? Yeah. That's the... But here's the funny thing, and props to you guys, because you you're, you run such a high-level show. This is the second documentary in a month that I've seen your show in the documentary. Now, this one, Varsity Blue, not the greatest time to be in it, but it was. Yeah. It, they needed the content. And then the other one was Billie Eilish. And I'm like, yes. this is unbelievable. And I think in both cases, we end up playing a role that, that allows you to get a deeper understanding. Mm-hmm into who the person is and how they tick and how they operate. And even outside of Varsity Blue, I mean, when I tell you that Olivia Jade interview was every morning on the Today Show for weeks, dude. It's on the CNBC episode uh, of American Greed that they did about it. Wow. That they replaced every weekend. I'm... I don't know for sure, but I'm almost positive that it was used in a larger scale characterization mm. of w- who these people were because if you watch the documentary you know that you know they literally had them pose as rowers on rowing machines to get in and uh yeah it, it's in the Billie Eilish documentary is the greatest honor of my life to be included in that incredible movie and Billy is I mean truly truly genuinely one of the greatest artists of our generation and beyond. And her brother is just as gifted and, and so equal parts kind, but also vision just filled with vision and, and, and talent. And dude, nobody makes music like those two people. I know those are, those are great examples that they were placed on this earth and they figured out what they're supposed to be doing. Well, they were meant to do it together. Yeah. Like the, the, the fact that they were homeschooled together, they spent so much time together. They had these common experiences, but yet lived these separate lives. I mean, and also by the way, like, you know, the greatest human beings on the face of the earth. Yeah. Both of them, the great, I mean, genuinely good people and their family is just, uh, just such good people, dude. Such good people. Well, you, you talked about prepping for podcasts and it kind of segues in, into, because I watched part of the Billy uh, interview you guys had with her. After you looked at my notes, I let you do something that I never let anybody do. What's that? I let you looked at I, I let you look at my Billie Eilish notes that I took on my phone totally. in preparation for that interview. <laughs> totally. Yeah, thank you, by the way. That was like, yeah. that was low-key an honor, like just to sift through and see like where you're like, the way you outline it, because I'm very, and I'll show you after, like the way I outline my podcast. And so it was, it was so interesting just to see a different person's point of view of how yeah. they outline and prep for uh, an interview. But uh, first off, I mean, you know what you're doing. <laughs> You've been doing this for a long time. So it's, it's, it was cool for me to actually like peel back the curtain and see what exact prep to go into it. And but that's, you, it's so conversational. Like I totally. literally write notes solely to myself. Totally. Yeah. It's exactly like yeah. I literally write it as I'm going to ask it to, but you know, Going off the, you have, you've had Billie Eilish. Uh, some of the other people, I called out a couple in the in the intro, but like literally, jo- Justin Bieber, Shawn Mendes. You interviewed Kendall and Kylie Jenner at one point. Ariana Grande, Jack Harlow, uh, Miley Cyrus, Cardi B, Logic. Like it literally goes on and on and on. How do you prepare for your interviews? 
a lot of listening and a lot of reading. And I, I interview with one other person in the room, but I do a majority of the lifting. Dan is there. He sits behind a laptop. He does this thing. Mm. It's very much like a little Charlemagne-ish, uh, you know, comparing it to uh, us to other shows in existence. But uh, <coughs> sorry about that. Um, I do a lot of listening. I do a lot of reading. Mm. I do probably, a, dude, a lot of viewing other interviews that exist, but also like when I say listening, dude, I mean listening. Mm. A lot of, lot of listening, but then connecting it back to their story, which I think is the biggest thing because what I, what I, my, my goal in life is to be the vessel between a normal human being and somebody who is shaping culture. A majority of my interviews have been with musicians who shape culture in such extraordinary ways. And a lot of times, most times, they're doing it by sharing themselves. So I I do strive to understand the person. And then once I understand the person, connect it to the art that they're creating. Mm. And in some cases, a lot, I try to figure out who they are and what's available to me on the internet through reading and through watching and, you know, really understanding who they are through what they choose to share. You know, mm. every person has a different information out there accessible to who they are. You know, not, not everybody has a, 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 a plethora of interviews mm. and all this stuff to sift through. Um, so some cases I'm using that to get to know somebody, but I'm also trying to get to know them through their music too. Do you get what I'm saying? Before yeah. I talk to somebody. Yeah. And, uh, in doing that, I try to really bring out the the the, the genuine human being and the, the person behind the song. Um, yeah, I think that's a good way to put it: is trying to be the vessel that separate that can give them the medium to have the conversation. Because a lot of times we see, and I think with the podcasting space, it's really disrupted the. Hollywood behind like you know a Brad Pitt rolls out a movie 15 years ago and you see nothing about him you you don't hear his voice you maybe catch a couple red carpet interviews and then that's it but then now I hear Brad Pitt on um Mark Maron's podcast like a year ago and it's like now it's giving me more insight to like who he is because it's the long form it's not cut like an interview on TV that you see quick 30 seconds little sound bites it's a real the discussion medium allows me to go, this is just another, another human being. It's similar to what you would start off with, somebody that's putting consistency, somebody that's putting the hard work, somebody that was at the right place at the right time, timing, all these other variables have added up. But at the end of the day, they're just a human being. Well, because it's so easy to lose that, like in the glitz and the glamour that is, that comes along with somebody who shapes culture, whether you're a movie star or a musician, you know? Mm. And, you know, even... K-pop stars, to a certain degree, they are human beings. Mm. But because of what's built up around them, people forget that very easily. People forget that, like, these pop stars or these superstars, like Brad Pitt, is really just a person, you yeah. know? They really are just like you and me. And the conversations I have with people, I really strive to bring that out because I am genuinely interested in who they are. Yeah. And who they are based on what they've given me and what they've given me is the stuff that about them on the internet, which is whatever, but also the music, you know, 
really musicians are very open about who they are. If yeah. you really just listen and understand the lyrics and take the time to to really read them and, and get to and it's just very cool to be able to take all that and then and allow somebody to expand on it. Being you've been in the game for I mean at this point at this point in time like thirteen years. Yeah. And I remember when you were here for dinner a couple of weeks ago we had touched on a couple of things along the lines of like, you grew up with some of these artists and one that pops in my mind and he was your most recent interview is with Justin Bieber. I remember I was, you know, scrolling, doing my research for this podcast and there was a picture of you and him outside. I think you were doing like an actual in-person interview oh with God. him with the hand. And he or, has the, the name tag on that says, hello, my name <laughs> is sexy. sexy. Yeah. Yeah. He's, I don't know how old at that time, but you both are probably like teenagers. I mean, I can't be anything older than, 16 totally and he probably was 14 or 14 or 15 so i see that picture right i then watched some of the most recent interview and then i came across his interview with with you and him from 2015 <sighs> which is really I, I mean i think there's one commonality for sure about both of us other than we're both extremely good looking me and you <laughs> is that sure. we are good with humans yeah. and we're good listeners and listening to 2015 justin after just watching 2021, Justin, was it gave me the chills because I could see how much inner work he has gone through to yeah. get to where he is today. So how is it for you? I know Justin's not the only one, so I'm not here to just talk about Justin. No, no, no. But how is it for you when you do these interviews, especially with the people like him, like Ariana, where you've grown with them. And so it's like your career has grown. You've been with them along their career. So by the time you even sit down with them, it's more of like a catch up slash like, how is everything? I, you know, I don't even, it's so crazy to even try to begin to wrap my mind around any of that. Like it is, it it is because at the end of the day, I'm really just a fan. Mm. It, Ariana is genuinely one of my best friends and I would, I, dude, I die for her. I really love her with every fiber of my being. And she's been a real friend of mine for really a long time. But in the case of Justin Bieber, I mean, not saying, you know, Justin and I, like, you know, we're very cool. Is he genuinely my friend? Best friend? I mean, I don't know. <laughs> Probably not. No, no. Um, but but I, to, to see somebody like that grow and evolve as a fan of theirs, you know, like, in this case, like, I am genuinely a fan of Justin Bieber. Mm. His music has changed my life. He's working with John Bellion, whose music incredible. also changed my life. I think two artists together. Have you inter you've interviewed? John. I have an incredible conversation. Oh, why, why, why did I even ask? Why <laughs> did I even ask? He is such an extraordinary human being. Truly, John Bellion is yeah extraordinary. But so is Justin Bieber. Mm. So to see the two of them work together is really incredibly pleasing to me. But yeah, to see Justin Bieber turn out the way he's turned out, and to continue to see him evolve and create art and be so in touch with culture and society and it it is it, as as a fan of his you know it, it's all i could ever want mm. and then some mm. you know is he my friend no am i a fan of his beyond belief yeah i'm a believer since like 2009 2008 mm. whenever you know one less lonely girl came out classic um but yeah, I, well, not One Less Lonely Girl. One. one Less Lonely Girl. What was his first single? I think it was called One. Wasn't it One? Was it called One? What was it? 
I know. I'm gonna tell you I one, pi- time, one time. One time. I'm alone. I can literally picture the music video with uh, the pool, with the backyard. It's yeah, like dark dude, out. And he's wearing, like a pur- he's wearing a purple shirt. Purple he has shirt, his gray hat hoodie. To the side. Yeah. yeah. Classic. I, mean, I remember where I was when I watched that music video, and I remember thinking to myself, oh, "All I want to do is get this kid on my show." Mm. And and I was I was enamored by the song. I Were you still in the basement at that it. time? Yeah, yeah, I was in the basement at the time, and it wasn't until like he did a radio show on Long Island that I had the opportunity to even finagle my way backstage to one see him perform. But then two, to, to like ask him a question on my portable recorder and, you know, get a photo or two. Mm. Um, it wasn't anything of substance, but it was so long ago. And he, he didn't have a lot of songs, maybe only two or three out. And I, I mean, I remember that day very, very vividly. And to be able to interview him all these years later, and it, it's such an honor. It really is such an honor to be the eyes and the ears of the fans like that like you have no idea like i feel like i was bred to do what i'm doing when my when i i was like two weeks old my mom stood online with me to get bruce springsteen tickets like i am i was raised to be a fan of music Mm. i was a raised to be a receiver and a appreciator of culture and where we escape as a society which i think is in music and movies and tv shows and live uh, performances i mean i feel like i was raised to do that so Mm. to to be such a fan of justin bieber for so long and to be able to have the honor to just talk to him on behalf of other fans of his is dude it's like such a responsibility that i don't take lightly some cases i lose sleep over it like i am yeah i'm very I understand the responsibility I have in interviewing somebody like Justin Bieber and anybody. I mean, any, any of these artists, like they're so incredible Yeah. and so few people get the opportunity to sit down with them for the length of time that I've been gifted to talk with them. And, uh, you know, I just, yeah. The gift comes from you putting in the work, you know, it wasn't like somebody just handed you everything your show where you are today like you clearly have been putting in the work and it's so it's so refreshing to hear you say like one you wanting to be the vessel and two you're just a genuine fan of these artists that i would imagine that was why you even started it when you were 14 interviewing or trying to get into the game was that it wasn't like i just want to make a lot of money doing this i just want to interview the the biggest celebrities it was i want to provide a platform to share what these artists are going for through two i'm a fan of their music like i, I want to have that conversation with them and i think that alone is so important is why why are you yeah. doing what you're doing because if it's money motivated money, money blah, 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 blah. what what if it's money motivated i genuinely think that in the in the long term you are going to be not happy you're going to be unfulfilled you're going to have the house the car the jet you can have everything you've ever wanted, but if you don't actually have a fire under your ass when you wake up every morning or lose sleep because you're so excited for what yeah. you do, I think that's a big red flag. And I think that energy, I'm not telling anybody how to live their life, but I think that energy of, ah, I just got another, got to work again. It's Monday morning. You know, it's finally, it's Friday. Like, I think that carries off and it spreads like wildfire. And you know, the conversation of your why is something that, you know, I just had with Justin Bieber. Like, it's like, why? And does your why change? Or 
is your why consistent? And I think in my case, I have one consistent why, but then additional whys are added that, you know, change, change and help evolve and strengthen the motivation to do more or to, it's not about achieving. Like to me, it's about upping the game and making sure that I'm providing consistent mm. quality content conversation, right? Like my content is through conversation. Yeah. So it's with great guests consistently expand the types of guests we talk to and really, uh, yeah, I, I mean, it, it, those you add wise along the way, but having one consistent why that is kind of like a guiding light or a consistent motivator. And for me, like, it's very simple. Like I didn't have friends growing up and I saw community in things that were culture. So like I saw an escape in music and TV shows, like nobody's business. I would watch movies and wish I was a part of the, not the cast, but like actually in the movie, you know, I, uh, wasn't totally fond of my everyday reality as it related to navigating life along my, alongside my peers. Mm. You know, I didn't have friends, so I sought out other opportunities and other escapes in music and in culture and, you know, was just always, always there. And I found friendship through that, mm. you know, and that's one of the reasons why I started the radio show when I was a young kid, I, you know, I was working at a grocery store at the time and I loved music and I was a party DJ when I was in middle school. Um, and I did a bunch of uh, like little odds and ends that kind of just m added up to radio making sense. But you know, the real reason why was because I, I just wanted to find like-minded people mm. or somebody to talk to mm. at all, mm. you know? And, uh, yeah, years later I have a lot of people to talk to and, um, yeah, I'm very blessed. But what, what, what would you not to cut you off? But no, it's I think it's just please cut me that off. Is, that is so it's and it, you had brought this up when we here when you were here last, and I was like something I never would have known about you unless you had told me. Which is like you're you're growing up, you don't feel like you have a lot of friends, and this becomes the medium. But then fast forward, you're the guy that has all the friendships, whether 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 they're best friends or not. You're still having the conversations with yeah. all of these highest level celebrities Dude, artists some of them are best friends like i was really lucky in high school in you know junior year i started building like a couple like one or two genuine friendships with people who i had interviewed at the time mm. and for that i'm like eternally blessed and they're friends that are still to this day i mean ariana i met when i was like a sophomore or junior early i think sophomore like late sophomore year of high school she came on my show at the time. I mean, maybe it was early junior year. I don't know. I'm really bad with any sort of timeline. I am too. I'm terrible. It's the worst. And and honestly, the panorama has really added to my my lack of grasp on time. Uh, that being said, you know, I've had a couple friends that I made during that time, but but like two, really two, um, not a ton. And high school was not not it for me. Is there any advice you would give to that younger version of yourself? Like um, not, not having friends? Like did that really mentally, did that bother you? Did it get to you? Was, was there, can, looking back, is there a certain reason or moment why you felt or you weren't around friends? Is there anything you, you can know, think of? You know, it's interesting. 
I went to a Catholic school where there was 80 kids. And then I went to a big high school that had 2,900 kids in it. Oh, that's, yeah, that's I went a from big change. Huge. I mean, literally my first, my, the school that I spent all my, my life in was a hallway you, from, you could stand you on pop, one side would, of the hallway and wow. see every classroom. Wow. Uh, it was a Catholic school. It was remarkable. To, it's, it, it's remarkable to think how tiny the school really genuinely was. Mm. Um, and then I went to a big high school of 2,900 kids and everybody really knew each other. And I'm not saying I didn't like make connections along the way in those hallways. I mean, there's a couple people that I still talk to from high school, mm. but it was really about, I learned a lot in high school. Like I, I saw solace and comfort in the video club in high school and the television program that the high school had developed. I was there a majority of my day while I was there, I was either working on stuff for them or I was doing radio show stuff. Wow. I mean, I was trying to figure out how to take this radio show and, and build it to, to anything, anything, mainly because I really just hated being in high school and I, I just wanted to grow. I, I just wanted to reach new people and, and connect with new people. You hated high school because it was a barrier. It was holding you back from doing the thing you actually already knew you wanted to do. Totally. And I also felt like nobody in the school would ever give me the shot to get the chance to like know the real me or even wanted to understand who I really was like mm. as a person. And I wanted to share that with anybody who would listen. And the radio show became that. Mm. Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah. Because as long as you're seeing one tick that oh, somebody's better listening than out there, you knew. And dude, how many radio shows did I do where I, nobody was listening? Probably dozens, Bobby. Yeah. Like really dozens. Yeah. And I didn't care. You know, I didn't care. Yeah. Well, it, you know, fast forward, right? So now, as of today, how many... So when I was watching that Bieber interview, mm -hmm. at the time, 2015, you had said that you had done, at that point in time, 10,000 plus interviews. Something like that. How many do you think you're at right now? I don't know. Probably... Probably 20. No. Uh, I don't know. Maybe... Maybe probably, maybe 11. I, I, no, no, no. There's no way 11,000. In 2015, well, you were at 10,000. Yeah, but the, 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 the issue that I was counting before that I did a lot more of, and mm. I'll be honest with that total, was that I used to do a lot of red carpets. So I would interview. I would, I would, I would count that as an interview, though. Well, but, but you would, what I was counting as interviews was each person who would come by on the red carpet. Totally. Dude, I could interview 15 people yeah, okay. in a foul swoop. And then when I was at Nickelodeon, <laughs> I would do press junkets. So then I would, you know, one day I'd interview four people. Gotcha. So I was doing a lot more of that. Gotcha. So really, I think, honestly, no, maybe it's more like, maybe it's more like, I mean, I got to look at the, even the if numbers. It's, even if it was one question, like a two question type thing, what ballpark number? Did I, maybe since... Maybe twelve, maybe eleven thousand, maybe twelve thousand. I don't know. To be honest with you, I've lost track, and I'm not doing as many interviews as I want to. I do two to three a week. I want to do five. I need to expand yeah. who I talk to. Yeah, I, I really do. I, I have a lot of wants to grow the interview side of what my brand is. Um, and brand. I mean, here's the brand. We are a vessel between culture shapers and the people that's what it is mm. so as long as i have culture shapers relevant people 
on the other side or sitting on our couch, whether it be over Skype or whatever, we're doing our job. Yeah. You know? we're, we're growing what we do. Um, but yeah, I think, dude, maybe 12,000, maybe more. I don't, you know, I, it's so weird, man. I, 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 I'm like so focused on doing this forever. Love that. That I, you don't even care. Yeah, I don't. It doesn't matter. It doesn't, stop. it doesn't change anything. Nothing. And I, I love that. Nothing. And, and the only, I didn't come up with that total. Somebody in Westwood One Marketing did, or maybe, you know, I don't know where that total came from. It is accurate though, because when I say like, I used to sit a stand on red carpets for like, and I used to interview everybody, Bobby, I would say no to nobody. I said yes to everyone. <laughs> Smart. I didn't care. You just want to put in the reps. Yes. Yes. I just, dude, in, in doing that, you realize that everybody has a story. Mm. Everybody's interesting. Everybody has something that they're passionate about. Mm. And everybody can be a good interview if, you know, you're genuinely, if you look into their eyes and genuinely give a shit. Yeah. And Truly. listen. Yeah. And li- that's just it. listen. Dude. Listening <laughs> is everything. Yes. And a bad interviewer talks more than they listen. Amen. And there might be some people out there who listen to this and go, Zach blows all this smoke up artist asses. Dude, do the ratio on me talking to them talking. And yes, there are cases where I genuinely g- care about somebody's art yeah. and I will blow smoke, but it's not smoke when you mean it. Yes. It's you're receiving it as smoke because in that moment you think I am not genuine. But the truth is you would say the same thing if the camera and the mic wasn't rolling. Yes, yeah. totally. And you need to know, like, but before somebody sits on my couch, I've listened to everything they've done. Yeah. Times five. Yeah. Okay. You already know how that interview is going to play out before it's even started. Sometimes. But the truth is like, they, I have a genuine appreciation for this person mm-hmm. and what they do because I've listened to their catalog and I've understood them. Some of my favorite interviews are the most underrated interviews on my channel. Mm. Like Macklemore, mm. uh, talking to Ben, who is Macklemore, was such a refreshing conversation for so many reasons, but the guy's an icon. And he came to us like after, way after Thrift Shop, way after uh, Can't Hold Us, way after Same Love. Like it was very retrospective mm. and it was just such a phenomenal conversation because the guy shaped culture, the guy shaped what it meant to be an independent musician and have success. I mean, he really supplied a lot of conversation f- for a long time. Uh, so, you know, those interviews, like what I'm saying is like that guy, when he sits down, like he has so many albums out. I've listened to all your albums like five times, dude. Logic. When he comes on, Ooh. you know, like I don't present it like Nardwar does, but like you know, I, you know I come your up, stuff. I find some gems about people. Totally. I may not be in your face. I'm not a human serviette. I'm not a human napkin. But like, you know, we we are our our delivery is a little different. Yeah. But yeah, we we dig up some nugs when there's a big history to pull from. Totally. You know. Totally. The more somebody gives the more we have to work with and it's very exciting. Yeah. Well, so just to we'll say the number over 10, make it easy over 10,000 interviews. You have 522,000 subscribers on the Zach Sang show on YouTube and growing baby and growing. You have a over on that channel right now, over 116 million total views. How many, how many, uh, uh, radio stations right now are we are you? on i think it's like 86 okay 86 fm stations across us and canada or just us yes. well okay. no just us on the 86 
And then there's more in Canada. So a lot of eardrums are hearing your ears at this moment in time. Yeah. But I'm curious, what have been some of the biggest challenges or hurdles for you getting to this point? Because it's easy for somebody to click in today's podcast, not know who Zach Sang is, but even though 99% of people that probably listen to this are going to know who you are. But they see where you are today. You know what I'm saying? It's like, oh, he's doing it all. But there had there had to have been some hurdles and challenges for you on, on this so journey much. getting here. Uh, that's a great question. But there's how do I narrow it down to just one? I think the biggest thing is, you know, being young, doing something. Radio's old. Let's call it what it is. Mm. Radio is a very old medium. It is run by old people. That is a challenge. It's a challenge to be taken seriously. It's a challenge to be young. It's a challenge to be a member of the LGBTQ community in radio. It's just, I mean, there's there's just challenges that are thrown at you. And uh, yeah, management's very difficult. A lot of the times they're not pro-creative. They're not pro-audience. When all I want at the end of the day is to put forth the best product for my audience. Mm. I want to serve the community with all that I have. I genuinely, with every fiber of my being, believe that I was put on this earth to, through the means of audio, connect with people, bring people together, provide an escape, provide for these communities over the FM airwaves, over the the, the streaming audio airwaves, air quotes, whatever it's called. You know, it's to provide audio relief and escape and and conversation and uh, management and, 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 and those types of things, they're not, our, our views and our visions aren't aligned, mm. you know? Um, the truth is, if you do what I do and you allow it to flourish, money then just comes, you know? And that's like, when you allow that to be such a secondary thought, it will then appear. Mm. And it's, executives don't see it that way mm. all the time. Um so yeah, that's a challenge. And then, I, I mean, what else is a challenge? I, but, but at the end of the day, I'm very grateful to be in radio. I'm very grateful for the executives I work with every day. And mm. a part of me is grateful that some. it is a challenge to teach somebody or to show someone why this is right. Mm. I, I don't mean to be that guy, but like we added video to a radio studio and started like bringing that to life on YouTube in like uh, 2009, dude. You know, like very early, it was super early on and a part of creating digital radio for so long allowed me to come to the FM radio world with this toolkit of unconventional means and methods to connect with an audience on the other side of the speaker, but also to bring them to other platforms to grow a multi-platform brand and experience that started on the radio and then made its way to your screen, whether that mm. be a phone or a computer or whatever. Mm. And that for a lot of people was not anymore, but was a hard thing to grasp. Now it's the coolest thing in the world and everybody wants it in radio and it's hard to find. But before it was like, you know, just people did not understand it. They mm. just did not get it. And, uh, yeah, that just being, Try, trying to bring freshness to a rather rather stale legacy media mm. is is just inherently difficult. How do you feel about the space now growing? 
like this podcasting space in 2021 rapid growth you have yeah. people like bruce springsteen starting Everybody. a podcast with barack obama you have michelle obama who and started it's a podcast. So good. you have actors and actresses stepping into the space there's a massive massive uh growth period and i think this would have came if there wasn't a pandemic but i think the pandemic forced these high caliber celebrity uh thought people in the world to then look at the podcast space medium because it allowed them to do it from the comfort of their home, yeah. do it through Zoom, and I think it just helped even shoot this rocket up faster. Totally. What, what What are the first thoughts that come to your mind as you see the space grow? I mean, I love seeing icons and legends and culture shapers come and choose audio as a mean to move their message mm-hmm. and as a means to connect, as a vehicle to get to the people. I mean, dude... Nothing is more personal than your ears. Like, think about how intimate of a relationship that is to be in somebody's ears. I mean, that, that like, you have the ability to really grow close to another person. Mm-hmm. So for the likes of former President Barack Obama and my hero, Bruce Springsteen. The boss. I mean, yeah, like, dude, the boss to another level. <laughs> I mean, he was, I'm, I'm almost positive. He was my first concert ever. Wow. I was very young. Went to giant stadium with my mom. He performed for four and a half hours. Unreal. I seen him once uh, before. And he performs for hours, dude. Unreal. Just he doesn't stop. Going. No opener, no closer. Just Bruce Springsteen, the East U band. Oh my. Classic. And it's a blessing. Yeah. And, and you're left with that show forever. Yeah. So extraordinary. Yeah. Anyway, I think it's really incredible. I really do. I think it's incredible to see people like that choose podcasts as their main method of communication. You can't ask for anything more as an audio creator because it validates it and it brings new ears to it. Yes. And it's allowing people to check it out at the same time. You know, anybody has the means to do a podcast truly, right? Like to a certain degree, it doesn't take much to set it up. Mm-hmm. So people out there trying to get into it know that like the space is wide. Yeah. So there is quote unquote competition, but at the same time, there is space for everybody. You know what I mean? Like y- you don't need to have the biggest audience in the world to have impact or to build a community, mm. you know, whether it's, you know, a dozen people or a hundred people or, a couple thousand people or a couple hundred thousand people, you know, a community is a community is a community. Yeah. A group of people is a group of people is a group of people and great things can come from that. Yeah. And I, I, I think that's, that's powerful if yeah. you really think about it. Yeah. I think there's endless amounts of opportunity. And if you compare yourself and think like, Oh, I can never be like the next Zach saying, well, you're never going to be the next Zach saying, because there's only one Zach saying, yeah. you have to, become the greatest version of yourself and do it at the highest level you can possibly do in order to see the possibilities within that. And in doing that, you will bring people, you will attract people. Totally. Totally. It's going to be different people than I would attract, which makes the audience unique to you. It makes it unique to you. Before we got into this podcast, we talked about, and one thing, you know, I can't even echo it loud enough, but I love meeting people like yourself who are authentically them. Like, when I hear you on the radio to when I see you here today, when I or even before everything gets turned on, you are who you are. You are who you're supposed to be. Oh. 
you're not afraid to be unapologetically yourself, which is a, it is one of my sole missions in life, uh, not only to help people reach their inner potential, but to inspire them and be an example to be their most authentic selves, because I think that is just so important. Hell yeah. And one thing that I had, I had came across, and I think it once again, it speaks so loudly to you, is that you have a mat entering your studio that says, come as you are. I do. Which really, to me, that is exactly that. It's reminding people, come as you are, come as who you are, you know? Yeah, there's no need to, to dress up or to be anything more than just yourself. So why is it important for not only the guests to have that reminder, but to everyone else to be their most authentic selves? I mean, it's it's a quest, right, to like... Uh, to say that I've always been my honest self, the truth is like the microphones allowed me to be that. I I've I've had that, and I've I, like this is a hard question to answer because the truth is I am myself no matter the situation, and it makes my life that much easier because like when you don't have to when you don't have shades of your you can have shades of yourself, but when you don't have to constantly switch personalities. You know, it there's it, it, that's so hard. That's so taxing. And at a certain point, like all the different personalities you have end up being diluted and nothing ends up being you. Mm. And I mean, yeah. So, I mean, I, I, I don't know. It's such a hard question to answer because once I figured it out and maybe I always knew or I don't know, dude, I don't know. But it is, you know, I, I, I bring it up and people have said that to me. They're like, you know, it's really crazy when I meet you. And then when I listen to you, it really is the same person. Mm. And, and, it, and that is the truth. Like it is like the same, the same way I would talk to somebody on the street is the same way I would talk to somebody if they called me on the radio. Mm. Nothing is different. So uh, I don't know if I've always been my truest authentic self though. But I think I have on the radio, mm. but not always to people behind the scenes. Does that make any totally. I think sense? The, I think the radio became the platform that gave you... The confidence to be my yes. true self. Yes. And then in, in, once I figured it out through this medium... Why, why, why can't I do this all the time? Yes. That's it. Yeah. And... It, you know, and I'm just fully realizing it now because you don't, you don't, you don't fully, you don't really think about it. Like you have half baked thoughts on it mm -hmm. as you progress through life. But like, you know, the, the, the truth is like, I wasn't authentic, my authentic self. I mean, to people in the school hallways, I wasn't anything. I was as closed off and as whatever I thought people needed to hear, you know, mm. just to survive the high school day. Mm. Um, and, and in a lot of cases, I just said nothing because you know, that was just the best move. But, um, yeah, I, it's wow. It's true. I mean, I figured out my authentic self through radio and that I'm like forever grateful. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, yeah, it's an honor to hear stories like yours where it's clear that you have come a long way. Like, it, it, yes, you're interviewing all these high level celebrities and guests, but the, re the, how you got there at the end of the day was just you putting in that work and coming from a place where you might've felt lost or not surrounded by the right community, but then to stick to what you knew was true to you, which is entering the radio space, even though people could have easily been like, why are you trying to be on the radio, dude? Like 
that's not cool. That's not the thing you should be doing. Like, why don't you want to go to college and be a lawyer? Like start your own business. Like you stuck true to you, which is, uh, to me, that's the best way to find that inner potential is by sticking to your inner beliefs and your inner gut and your inner heart. And it's clear that you have been able to do that. And and what you just said is true. Like, you know, following your gut and responding and listening to it, it's like so easier said than done. But once you do it a few times and you realize that your gut usually isn't wrong mm-hmm. and, and you, you fully understand that it's your gut speaking and not like demons in your head, yeah. <laughs> you know? Um, yeah, every, not, music has been there for me in ways that I would have never, ever thought possible. Mm. I mean, that's just the truth. I was raised on musicals growing up and when I didn't have friends, cause I didn't have friends beyond high school. I mean, I didn't have friends in elementary school either, or middle school either, you know, like the Jonas brothers and Hannah Montana and Broadway musicals became like like when i say the the escape like the my source of oxygen every day wow. it was everything so yeah i mean to continue to have support from these communities you know these fan communities and just the community that is like music fans of a bunch of different artists i mean dude it means the world because this music and and these these pieces of just these masterpieces, these pieces of art, they've given me so much. Mm. So to still be a part of those communities that provided such solace and escape and peace for me was, yeah, it's crazy. You start your show and, and when you have any, or maybe guests, I don't know if you do this on the radio, but hello, beautiful human, which follows me everywhere. Such a powerful way to greet someone. How can we all do our part to be, a beautiful human great question we all are beautiful truly i i mean that and, and it's not about aesthetic appearances it's about inner beauty and it's about the beauty that is inside of us and i think beauty can come from kindness to others it can come from sharing who you are or sharing your thoughts in that moment uh beauty can come from being a friend or a companion to somebody who needs it. I mean, we have the ability to be beautiful. I, I mean, we are beautiful. I think we, people's baseline is built from beauty. It's mm-hmm. just about tapping into that and um, in, in, in reminding somebody that and telling somebody that, it, dude, I just hope I'm uh, reminding them of something that they once knew mm-hmm. that they are, they are a beautiful human. Yeah. That, they are beautiful that they like beauty comes from so many different things. It is not about aesthetics. It just so isn't. Yeah. I mean, truly, truly, truly. And, um, I mean, I, you know, that phrase, man, I never thought it would catch on the way it has. It's it's powerful. And it is provided such support to people because I use it on the radio all the time. I mean, the messages I've gotten from people of all different ages, it's like really, yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, going back to consistency, it's like you never know when you're going to talk to somebody when they really need it, right? Mm. The same way, you know, people who the radio talked to me essentially when I really needed it. And, I, you know, I've some very powerful messages have come through my inbox 
when from people who have heard me not call them but remind them that they are a beautiful human mm. you know and th- those two uh, three words like dude like <laughs> yeah it's really moving yeah i mean there's one story that came out of missouri of this guy he must have been a 40 year old uh, 40 50 i don't know how old he was um but he was leaving a drug rehabilitation meeting and you know he was feeling down and out in that moment and I came through the radio and I said that to him and he's, uh, you know, he's like a a 50 year old dude, you know? And, uh, I, I said those words to him and it gave him the power and the will to keep going. And yeah, dude, I talked to him now, but he he sent me this crazy message. I mean, yeah, you just don't know, you know, consistency is everything, right? Because, you know, maybe in that moment I didn't say hello, beautiful human. Like I didn't remind somebody of, uh, you know, what, is within them who knows what could have happened yeah you know what i'm saying yeah um yeah yeah it's crazy i never really you know i i mean what i say so i do i think all the time about the power that those words hold yeah totally but when you get a message and it's like like tangible Mm -hmm. you can hold it like you can you can see it you can feel it you can you can understand the emotion that was felt by somebody who really heard me talk to them um, it just gives it all a whole new meaning. You know? Yeah, it really and does. That's gonna add more fuel to the fire. Even though it's clear yeah. to me you're already passionate about what you do, that's the thing that goes. Oh yeah, I, I didn't, I didn't doubt if I was on the right path or not. But if I needed that reminder, this is gonna be it, this message is gonna be the thing. It's just, it's crazy to think that I have so many friends. Kind of, you know, it, that's like the. I started this journey because I had no friends. And now to be a friend to so many people is like, it it almost like brings me to tears because it is a crazy thing to think about, you know, whether you're a 50 year old dude, you know, in Missouri or a 71 year old grandma in Ithaca, New York, I mean, I'm on the radio in in some of the most magnificent communities that our country has to offer. I mean, I have gotten to experience parts of America through the people that call these places home, Mm. you know, directly from talking to them. For years, you know, years and years and years. And to really wrap my mind around like the, the, the variety of people that I get to call my friend and I have provide companionship to through the art of audio, dude, it's wild. Like my voicemail or my phone calls at any given night range from, you know, a six-year-old to a truck driver driving through West Virginia. I mean, like just such a variety of people. Mm. And to think that like the only reason I started this whole thing was to make friends. And now I do, I have, dude, I have friends everywhere. That's how (laughs) I look at it because I, you know, I, when you, when you end your day with people, it's a very intimate thing. Yeah. And going back to audio in your ears, it's like nothing is more intimate than the ear. Yeah. And these people have chosen to let me in to their ears. And a lot of the times they've shared their life back with me. And it's been this yeah, beautiful relationship that I've built with these communities. I, yeah, it's really crazy, you know. And, and when I talk about this, I talk about the radio show. Um, and we've built relationships with people through the interviews, 100%. Um, 
but you know, the radio is just a little bit different, yeah. you know, because it's more of a reality show. It's it's more of a an opportunity to really sit down and unpack the day's baggage mm. together. Yeah, that's that's one thing I've realized in uh, the podcast space. But even <clears throat> even when I was driving Uber full time, uh, how are you doing today? I'd, I'd say to somebody getting in my car, and it was that that one question that they've needed all day for somebody to ask them and having that safety net of like knowing that I'm their driver, they're in a safe environment for the next 15 minutes, 20 minutes, then they're getting out of my car and probably never see me again. It's the same way as when they call in going safety net. My, this person really doesn't know who I am and I can say whatever I'm feeling. I asked the question, if you need something, give me a call, you know, and, and, and that's an open-ended thing. And when I tell you that the calls range, Bobby, I mean, I got a call the other night from a kid. He said, I'm calling you because it's my birthday and my friends suck and nobody remembered my birthday. I, like, like when I say range of stuff, like if you need something, just call me. Mm. People don't call for tangible items. They call for, I need some love. You know, this kid needed some birthday love or I'm a nurse and I just got off a really hard shift can you play this song for me or can we just talk about it i mean those things go such a long way mm. but it's essentially the building blocks of any friendship do you get what i'm saying yeah. like like that's what like when you ask like how was your day really you know if you're there for somebody when they need to vent or say something that's what a good friend does yeah is, is that not yeah you know a good friend is there who they, they, a good friend manages to ask you how was your day when you really just need to talk about your day, mm -hmm. and a good friend is there for you when you need to just spew, yeah, and not judge you for it. So, uh, yeah, man, I um, I just try to be a good friend on the radio, and I do think that being a good friend has definitely plays a role in the interviews that I do too. You know, I uh, I just. I just care. I care and I do a lot of research and I, um, yeah, yeah, that's what we do. By the way, have you noticed that I don't, I don't really, I'm not on the receiving end of interviews ever. <laughs> uh, you do it. You're doing you a great job tell. and I, and I love this. I um, love, I love flipping the script today and having you be the one to sit back and relax. And very just, weird. Just share what you've been through. Very weird. I love it. I'm never doing no, it. No, don't worry. We're we're getting close <laughs> to the end, but I, I I'm glad we got you in here today. No, I uh no, thank you for giving me the platform to say to talk about it. It's you know, it's I don't dude, you never I only talk about my life. I don't really talk about my like like I see the radio show as just my life. This is not work to me. I don't Oof, that's see good. going to the studio as work. I don't I just don't that it doesn't compute to me in that way. Um, and when I do the radio show, I just think of it as living my life on the air with a bunch of friends, whether that be the friends that are in the room with me or the friends that are on the other side of the speaker. So yeah, to sit down and really talk about what I do is just so reflective. <laughs> yeah. It's so not the norm for me. Yeah. And I, I, I love sitting down with somebody and reflecting on them, you know, and, and I get to come to those conversations equipped from a fan's point of view, mm. you know, and somebody who's like Dude, I have the ability to get interested in anyone. Yeah. Really? Because you're a curious person. Yeah, yeah. I'm grossly curious and yeah, yeah. I, I just want to know. I just need to know. Yeah. No, I mean, that's the number one key to 
to being a good interview is just be naturally curious and, and a good listener. Yeah, yeah. You shut up, and I'm super lucky. Larry King, rest his soul, took pity on me, Bobby, and got dinner with me on a few different occasions, and really shared a lot of incredible lessons with me. And what you said is the biggest one is to sit there and you listen and, and dude, what do we know? No, like that was his line. I mean, he's the greatest interviewer. There's a couple interview greats. It's Larry King. It's Howard Stern. It's Barbara Walters. Um, Oprah, but like Larry just was different. You know, he was just so, so different. But what he did was he listened, you know, he was the greatest listener of all time. Wow. Uh, yeah. And dude, remarkable human being who instilled a lot, but the biggest takeaway is to listen. Wow. Yeah. That's amazing. I, I watched a lot of his interviews when I was just getting to the space. And, uh, I mean, I, I knew of him growing up, but like to take note and watch him as I was trying to enter this space, uh, it was, yeah, it was sad to see him see him pass. Yeah, nobody better than him at it. And uh, I don't think to this day anybody has the interview repertoire. Like, like maybe that's the wrong word, but like he has done so many interviews. Like he's interviewed every living president, I'm pretty sure. And he, I mean, even beyond that, like he's been Frank Sinatra back in his radio days. Like he is, yeah, Larry is yeah. truly an icon and a force that will exist in culture and in our world. I mean, beyond forever, like whatever, but that's the art of an interview of record. These things have the, they're so much bigger than the person conducting the interview. You know, Mm. they really have this power to be around forever because Larry, like me, didn't it wasn't his show like it was the people's show Mm. and he was their conduit their vehicle their eyes their ears their mouthpiece and in doing that it is so much bigger than a singular person yeah you know yeah and doing interviews of record or just any interview i mean it has the ability to dude I mean, live on, but also shape the way that person's viewed. Yeah. You know, because it's a look into who they are. It's an opportunity to get to know them. And uh, it is such a huge responsibility. And Larry saw it that way. And I see it the same way because it is like, dude, it's like, uh, it stresses. It doesn't stress me out because I love it. But at the end of the day, it's like, yeah, you just got to remember that this is bigger than you. Totally. This is about the community. This is about the people that listen in. This is uh, it's a much bigger vehicle. Yeah, it's like, dude. When I, yeah, it's so not about me when I interview somebody. It's it's about them, and it's about the people who are fans of them. And because I'm a fan, it allows me to really. You're asking behalf of the fans. Yes, because you are a fan. Because I'm one of them. Yeah, and I will always be one of them for as long as I live. Yeah, because that community is the, the air that I breathe, the wind beneath my wings. <laughs> true <laughs> my wings i love that these are uh these are quick cues um and then we'll kind of wrap up daily routines that help you operate at your highest level <laughs> none none <laughs> um <laughs> none worth sharing uh <laughs> 
playing with your boy Lou. I feel like that's got to be an important <laughs> daily routine. Yeah, I guess. Um, uh, you know, I have to wear socks. Mm. <laughs> I can't very, do a radio important. show without socks. Very on. important. Um, that's one. Okay. Uh, I drink a Red Bull at least once a day. And you got one here today, sugar free. And I was so nervous. Fired up. I, 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 I hate being around Robbie with a Red Bull <laughs> because he is a matcha guy. Yeah. And I feel like I'm definitely offending no, him. Oh, you're good. You can bring those in here. Uh, I have a Red Bull every day, but that's bad because that's definitely, it's allegedly battery acid. So don't. Balance. You can balance it. Okay. Thank you. You can balance it. Thanks out a for bit. the support, Bobby. <laughs> hey, if Red Bull keeps you moving, then I'm not, I'm not mad about that. Um, greatest strength and greatest weakness. Oh, ooh, ooh, ooh. Maybe my greatest strength and my greatest weakness could be the same thing. Um, well, I think my greatest strength is empathy. My greatest weakness is loyalty. Mm. Because sometimes you're loyal to people who don't deserve loyalty. And in doing that, you end up sticking around, whether it be negative energy or you know, being attached to something or someone that is just not the right force to be around, you know? Mm. Um, I'm very loyal and yeah. Empathy is definitely my greatest strength. Mm, that's good. Yeah. I can see the loyalty coming back and biting you and definitely something I've learned in the past. I mean, it re- I mean think about it. Like if you're loyal to somebody, despite their shortcomings or toxicity, you know, you are the company you keep. Yeah. So if you yeah. keep that around, it, it's going to start staining all over you. Yeah. What's uh what's an area of your life you need to put more effort into? My physical fitness. Mm. Is that I, something something you want to change? Oh yeah. I mean, look at me. I need to change it. You look great. Are you how do, blind? How do you feel? You have a beard and you're blind? <laughs> <laughs> I can see you. <laughs> <laughs> sure dude if you want to change I, we can we could sit down after this podcast and talk I yeah can, i know you I, have a gym out there yeah that's part of it you can you you have a welcome pass no. to come in here any day you want thank you i just started uh this meal prep system i Love eat it. these pre-packaged meals by this guy named sugar free rich shout out to him oh, a little plug a little drop of a plug on the pot <laughs> yeah dude sugar free rich what's good use promo code zach saying 12 <laughs> hey honestly i'm a big and we were talking about it before i'm a big advocate for physical health yeah. Uh, I don't think we all need to have six pack rocking abs and big arms and strong legs. Wouldn't but I, mind it though. <laughs> wouldn't mind it. But I think there is on there's there's real benefit in your day to day in having and pushing your body for forty five minutes a day or an hour a day to get the blood flowing and to jumpstart the day or end the day with doing some of that. Yeah. And um, we could talk about that after. But I'm a big. I mean, you're big running fan of it. seven miles a day. It took, but it took time. March of last year, barely could run a mile. Pandemic forced me to get into running. So no one of your roommates walks miles without shoes yeah, on. Yeah, we got a roommate who walks miles without shoes. We got Robbie. Is he a psychopath? What's his deal? No, he's a great guy. He just totally forgot, forgot sure? the shoes. I, yeah, great Anybody guy. who chooses to endure that? You know what the thing is, though? Like, was, by choice? But it was a moment. No, but here's the thing, Zach. It was a moment of respect. I already respect him, but I grew to respect him even more because there are there are people like myself where we could have been, we were 45 minutes into the drive and it took 60 minutes to get there. It was 45 mi- minutes in when he realized, oh shit, I forgot my shoes. In 99% of the time, people would have just turned around and went back. Yeah. But he stuck it through 
because I was with him. And he didn't say that. He didn't oh, acknowledge. He didn't He didn't say like, oh, I know you have your yeah, shoes. Yeah, but then do you feel bad? You're like, oh, now I'm the reason this poor guy is going to have sore feet for days. Yeah, but he was so- He's probably like, stronger He was so free flow about it that he laughed about it. He's like, oh, don't have shoes. Let's see how this goes. I, I didn't even think twice about oh, it. He's a cool guy. So I think it just speaks to, to him. Who, to him. Yeah. He's a good guy. Yeah. Now he's stronger because of it. Exactly. Exactly. Damn. It, it worked out. It worked out. Uh, wow. one book and one podcast recommendation. Oh, dude. Oh God. Um, <laughs> to kill a mockingbird. You should read that. Uh, classic. <laughs> uh, what is my podcast recommendation? That is a good question. Mm. Maybe the daily, because people Great. should just like be in the know. Yes. I think being in the know of what's going on in our world is so crucial because if you're in the know, then you can actively participate. Um, I, you know, I wrote down a quote the other day that I thought was like really interesting. Um, it, hold on. I want to read it because I, you know, I'm very big on democracy. I'm very big on government. Uh, thank God. I'm not talking about that today. I'm only talking about <laughs> Billy, Billy and Phineas O'Connell, but, um, you know, the daily does a good job of summarizing what you need to know and having that knowledge will allow you to make better decisions. You know, knowledge really is the most powerful tool, but, but like really that knowledge is nothing without like the power to vote. And if you have a brain right now, you would know what's going on in Georgia, which is essentially Jim Crow 2.0. They just passed a bunch of legislation that is going to make it incredibly hard for people to vote, including you're ready for this. If you're waiting on long lines to vote in Georgia, you will not be allowed to drink from a bottle of water. Okay. Like what the, to the lengths that these people are going to strangle our vote and really quiet. The majority is scary Mm. And should send a, a shiver down your spine. Mm. Because if it can happen in Georgia, it can happen anywhere across this nation. Mm-hmm. And the vote, our vote, is all we got. Yeah. If we don't have a vote, then what do we have? Yeah. I mean, come on. The vote is what, it's the first domino. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So... The daily has been a game changer. I started listening to about two months ago and just, just being a little bit more informed has been so important in my making and just, yeah, change my outlook and, uh, just such a highly produced podcast and it's thoroughly enjoyable. And I look forward to it every morning when I listen to it. So good. Just, just please do a little bit of uh, research and news gathering. Yeah. Because in doing that, we'll, we'll just allow you to make better decisions. Yeah. As you live your life and as you're given opportunities to step up and have a voice, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. What's going on in Georgia is just really, really terrifying. Yeah. Daily. Listen to it, ladies and gentlemen. Um, Please. Last question. What is the first step anyone can take to reaching their inner potential? Oh. If you have a dream and you know, and you know that this is... Uh, that there's something out there that you need to do. You just got to do it because if you don't do it, you never know where it's going to go. I could have not decided to 
attempt to build a radio show from my parents' house in Wayne, New Jersey when I was a kid. And my whole, I wouldn't be sitting here with you right now. My entire existence would have been different. If I didn't listen to my gut and do it, I don't, who knows where I would have been. Mm. There was one point in my life where I was in elementary middle school and the teachers were telling me that I was going to end up in prison. You know, I, I was a kid with ADHD. I didn't, I wasn't able to read until much later in life. I, you know, I was just in environments that I just didn't fully understand. And I acted out in different ways, nothing crazy inappropriate. I was just a, an energetic off the wall kid who couldn't really focus. And I mean, really teachers, I remember them telling me that I'm a, an animal and deserve to be locked in a cage. So if I went with that mindset and ignored my gut, I mean, who knows where I would have been? Like, mm. who knows where I would have been? But I chose to listen to my gut. I, I think it's, you know, you, you, the question really is, what is the first step to unlocking your inner potential? It's listening to yourself. And then once you're able to listen to yourself, trust yourself and follow through what your gut is telling you to do because you don't know where it's going to go. You can sit there all you want and, you know, just assume or just project where you think it could go and come up with excuses as to why you shouldn't do something because you think it's going to end up here, here, and here when the reality is you don't know. Mm. Listen to yourself, trust yourself, and then take action on what your gut is telling you to do. And then from there, put the best intentions forward and always, always, always lead with kindness, lead with positivity, lead with loyalty, and lead with morals and genuine positive intentions. If you can do that, I think uh, hopefully things will will fall into place. Yeah, It might not all go the way you want it to go. But it'll, you'll be in a better position than where you were when you started. Exactly. You things you'll will learn. They'll fall somewhere. Yeah. You know, they'll fall into a place. It may not be the exact place that you had intentioned, but it'll fall somewhere close to there. I told myself when I got into the podcast space, regardless of where this thing takes me, even if I flop and I fail, I can live the rest of my life knowing I went for it. That's it. I gave it a shot. You, you got when when your gut is saying you need to do something. You got to do it. Yeah. You just got to do it. Like, uh, sometimes I do think like, what if I didn't listen to myself? Like, gosh, darn, like who knows what I would be up to now? Like truly, like I don't have a college education. You know, I barely made it through high school. I, I failed a couple classes in high school. So uh, who knows? Yeah. So if your gut is knocking, just answer the freaking door and, and, and and, and, and try it out do it because who knows like don't give energy to excuses as to why not or why it may not work and give that energy into just trying to make it work mm. i know that's easier said than done but like dude just if your gut is telling you to do something just do it yeah i love that What's a, what's a challenge you have for the listeners if they listen to the podcast and made it this far? If they listen to this entire conversation, you're, you're, one you're challenge a, for the listener. You're a better person than me. Thank you for making it all this way. <laughs> uh, sorry. Um, what, do I have a challenge for them? Yeah, one challenge for anyone that listened to the podcast today. I mean, just listen to yourself. Just sit down and, and see what your gut is telling you. You mm. know, take it slow and 
kind of get in tune with yourself a little bit. Yeah. That's the challenge. I mean, and, and be nice to somebody, make a human being smile. Cause I'm telling you like large actions. Yeah. They're obviously impactful and they, they have impact and potential to them. But the truth is like, it's little acts of kindness that really have the, the, the most impact on a human being. It's smiling to somebody. It's saying hi to someone. It's asking how they're doing. It's, wishing a random person a happy birthday that you may not have talked to in a while. So go be nice to somebody. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not even about like, you know, giving a homeless person money or doing some ridiculous thing that I see on TikTok. you know, and those are nice things. Those are amazing gestures, but you know, most people just want to be asked like, how are you? You know, how was your day today? Or just giving a smile to, you know, yeah. It validates them. Yeah. Because we're all valid, and we all deserve that. So we're all beautiful humans. Yeah, be nice to someone. Yeah, Zach, it's uh, to say the least, it's been an absolute honor. Did I and mess it, this up? No, you absolutely crushed this. Would you be honest though? I would not hesitate to tell you the truth, okay. and I can truthfully tell you, this was everything that I thought this podcast was going to be. Um, and I told you this when I met you, and I sincerely, genuinely mean this. You inspire me. You do it at such a high level nice. and it's a place that I will get to at some point in my life. And I'm already Hell doing yeah. it. I'm already doing it by having this conversation with you because you're somebody that does it at the Dude. highest level. So thank you for taking the time to be part of this. And thank you for the vulnerability that you've shared on what it was like, what you were going through in those early years and how that kind of got that. No, it's not kind of, that is how you got to where you are today. And that why is so important. And as years have changed, that changes some things tweak, but you, I, from outside looking in, you are doing exactly what you're supposed to be doing. You're still so young. There's so much more to come. And I just wish you nothing but more success and just keep pounding the pavement with the interviews because as a listener, I appreciate them. And I'm sure anybody that hears this and has seen it and watched your show, they appreciate it just as much. I really appreciate you, Bobby. And uh, I say this as a reminder. Thank you for listening. Uh, but also support musicians, support local musicians. Uh, and uh, yeah, listen to music because it does help make the world go around. I think music is an incredible, incredible tool. It's an incredible way to escape. It's an incredible way to understand new things about yourself. Mm. Uh, yeah, man. Thank you for giving me a platform to talk about myself uh and to yeah to dissect and have a couple realizations in there so i really do appreciate that i love that um yeah yeah democracy rules (laughs) ladies and gentlemen if you enjoyed this podcast please 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 all that i ask screenshot this episode post it to your ig story tag zach which is at zach z-a-c-h sang z-a-c-h s-a-n-g tag him on the ig story and tag myself at Bob A, that's B-O, three B's, four A's and a Y. <laughs> Share this out on your story and let us know what you thought of the episode. And uh, we'd greatly appreciate that. Zach, thank you again. Dude, and I appreciate you being here, brother. Yeah, you're a beautiful human. And I uh, thank you, beautiful human, for listening. I uh, appreciate you. Ladies and gentlemen, it's the Beard Man Podcast. See ya!